You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. What's up, baby? Excuse me. Welcome to the Fantasy Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. For the next hour, myself, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. We got you covered, getting you up to date on all the latest in the world of sports. Talk about some <clears throat> MLB action. Start to get you ready for the upcoming fantasy baseball drafts as we move closer and closer to pitches and catches reporting. Obviously, opening day around the corner right after that. Big fantasy baseball draft month coming up in March, but... Already got some things that we can talk about and discuss as the hot stove starts to warm up. Want to get into some NFL stuff. Obviously, take a look back at the division round of the playoffs. I wasn't here to go over the excitement of Sunday's action with you guys yesterday. So, give my thoughts and break that down. So, we'll do that. And, of course, it's Tuesday. We don't have no game balls to give out. But we do got some shout-outs that I want to uh, throw around to some people in the world of sports and entertainment, whatever the case may be. I want to start off today by uh, saying fly, Eagles, fly. Um, the trolls were out big time on Twitter as I was adamant that the Philadelphia Eagles would be one and done. So first shout-out goes to the Philadelphia Eagles and their fan base. The defense came to play. Nick Foles executed a flawless drive in the fourth quarter to secure the victory for them. So shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles, their fan base. You guys were, you, you guys were right. You deserve it. The fantasy executive was wrong. And hopefully we can move past this, Eagle fans. I'm not going to be rooting for you. I plan on seeing the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. And then I will continue to bash you for being a team that does not have a Super Bowl championship. But as far as right now goes, Philadelphia Eagle fans, you have the upper hand. You can tweet at the fantasy executive all your Philadelphia Eagle hate that you want. And I will gladly like it and move past it as I will not engage you until you are eliminated from the NFL playoffs, which will happen this Sunday. <clears throat> all in, kid. Jake Seeley, good morning. How you doing, my man? Good. A little less salty than you are, but I'm doing good. <laughs> Jake, it happens. You know what I'm saying? They they came for me. They came hard and heavy. They did come. Yes, and I've been you know I'm not I've not been a supporter of theirs, Matt. But they had their day, their night, their evening. We were at the GST. Fly Eagle Fly. That crazy song was being sang, and I know that song well from that 44 to six game from a couple years ago when uh, the winner was a winner getting situation for America's team. Philadelphia won that game 44 to six. One of the low moments in my sporting life, and I heard that E G L E S stupid song over and over again, Matt. Yeah, no, uh, look, I thought the Eagles would win last week. They did. That said, I don't think they have a chance against the Vikings. I Look, the Eagles' defense is good. Foles had, as you stated correctly, that one good drive. The, you know, two all pros on in the secondary. And, and many, uh, many other excellent defenders on this Vikings defense. I think it's the Vikings, and it's not close. Yeah, so there you go right there. And I agree with that also. So... I think it'll be closer than you guys think. Okay. Let's be real. Case Keenum didn't have a touchdown to that last play. And that last play was, uh, of course, the play that everybody will remember from that epic Minnesota Viking New Orleans Saints game uh, to knock the Saints out of the playoffs. And I kind of want to get into and break that down, some of the reaction from some of the things that went on and continue to get reactions from out there. Obviously, very exciting day for the Minnesota Vikings and their fans because um, this is not normally how it plays out for the Minnesota Vikings. We've seen that 
fan base. We've seen that organization, that franchise struggle with these type of things for years and years. But it seems like they might have been gotten over the hump and at the exact right time with the Super Bowl in their own building. So we are up and rolling on the Fantasy Frenzy. When we come back, we'll break down that Sunday, what happened and how we move on from there. It's the Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome products. Fantasy Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Got some fantasy baseball buy-sell talk coming up in a few. Want to hang out for that. You know we got you covered. You get ready to start putting your strategy together for 2018 MLB season. Got some shout-outs to give a little bit later on in the program, too. So, uh, watching this Minnesota Viking-New Orleans Saint thing, obviously I've been saying for a while that... uh, at some point, the Minnesota Vikings will be the Minnesota Vikings and something crazy will happen and they'll lose a game in Minnesota Vikings fashion. And it looked like that was going to happen. Then, boom, Marcus Williams happened instead. Now, when the play and the reaction and all that, first thing I did was look for a flag. No flag. Steph Diggs with a play that he'll remember for the rest of his career. Minnesota Vikings fans will always remember. <clears throat> Big time play. Case Keenum making a throw. Marcus Williams making that, that missed tackle was... Uh, Horrific, to say the least. And, Jake, I feel bad for Marcus Williams because I'm like, understand where he's coming from. Trying to keep the player from getting out of bounds is uh, important in that point, too. Not as important as making the actual tackle, though. That's a little bit more important. Because if you make the tackle, they still got to run on the field. They still got to set up for a long field goal, and they're still the Minnesota Vikings. Steph Digg running down the sidelines is something that you can't really predict, especially when you and your homie are on the floor and the rest of the field is his. At first, I saw where the kid Williams' Instagram went private. Then he disabled uh, comments. It seemed like the team has rallied around him, Jake. And I'm thinking that some New Orleans Saints fans are also starting to rally around him. Well, he also came out after the game, and he did a poll of Cam Newton. He came out and said, you know, messed up. He's going to learn from it, and he's not going to make a similar mistake again and all that type of thing. So good for him. You've seen, now what was a couple weeks in a row here. We have him stepping up and being straight up at the mic and saying things are messed up. You have the... Uh, you have Hurts from Alabama in full support of the quarterback situation with Tua and all that type of stuff. So it's, it's nice to see these kids kind of step up and say, you know what, I'll, I'll take responsibility for what happened or I'll do the right thing basically because it's two different situations. So it's good to see. But the fact is, is it's not just the fact that he wanted to keep him in bounds. It's, he made a bonehead play when it came to what the NFL is now. Instead of wrap-up tackling, we're all trying to spear people and hit us with shoulders and cause a big play where if he was going to heads-up, wrap-up tackle – he would have seen that Diggs jumped up in the air. He would have seen he had a different play on his hands where he could have just grabbed his legs and tackled him, and the play would have been over, game over. They never get the field goal off, and they win. Or if he could have just actually seen it before that happened, too, he could have jumped up and tried to swat the ball away. There could have been a million other situations that happened, but he put his head down. He was going for the type of play to lead the shoulder, and then, of course, because he was trying to keep him in bounds, it ended up being a complete whiff. 
And he'll learn from that. He's just a kid. He's still just a rookie. But at the same time, this also goes back to coaching, as I've always said, is enough with these spear tackles. Jake makes a good point. Shannon was talking about it uh, yesterday, Matt. Shannon was on FS1. He was somebody. He was like, Skip! <laughs> Skip, come on now, Skip! You know he can't do that, Skip. What was wrong with that tackle, Skip? Skip. I, I see, I head think... down, butt up. It should be butt down, head up. That's Shannon Sharp did the same exact thing. It was yeah. much more un, not understandable, but I you think, get the point. <laughs> I think he over-pursued the play. He got there too soon and was trying to hold up as not to make contact and draw a pass interference penalty. Unfortunately, that led to him getting off balance, taking out his teammate, and giving uh, Stefan Diggs pretty much the rest of the field to himself. The thing that the Saints were lauded for this season was for their draft, the rookie class that they came in, mm-hmm. and for their great play in the secondary. And it was that rookie class and the dra- uh, that that rookie class and the play a play in their secondary that ended up being their downfall for this season. But the New Orleans Saints solid. It's gonna be interesting to see what they transform into next year as they uh, look to um, rebound from this. Um, this is the kind of thing that can really hurt a franchise, but the Saints, solid enough, Sean Payton, that crew. Then they bounce back fine, no problem. I hope the young man bounces back. You remember the guy, Raheem, what was his name again, man? Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris gave up that play. More. 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 To Joe Flacco, and uh, he was never the same player again for the rest of his career. See, so. And I actually said that one's worse because all he had to do was stand there like an outfielder catching a can of corn. And it just it's, he's standing right there, and all of a sudden it stops back pedaling, and then this time the jump by about 10 seconds. I think that was worse than Marcus Williams. I think the, the the actual play was worse. But when it comes to that game, and I hate to say this, in my opinion, that game wasn't lost with that. Peyton Manning threw that interception. But everybody gives a great Peyton Manning in the past. But Peyton Manning threw that postseason interception that Peyton Manning always threw. He did. No, I mean, you are right. You are right about that. Look, but... Sometimes we're going to overlook the great ones, and they do get passed. Mm-hmm. That, that is what does happen. But say Diggs catches the ball and gets pushed out of bounds, there is still a chance for a field goal. There is still a chance for a field I mean, goal. People, not, a lot of, not a lot of people are talking about that. But you still well. got to get everybody on the field. No, no, you got to get them in position. No, no, you got to get the no, snap. If he goes out of bounds. Yeah, if he goes out of bounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he goes out of bounds. Yeah. No, no. The, yeah, the, the clock will set it up. Yeah. If, if he gets tackled in bounds, the game's over. They're on the top. Yeah, but even if, you, even, if you, even if the clock does stop, you still got to get the snap you off. You still got to get the snap Forbath still has to make the kick. Yeah, and he, and he still has to make the kick. He does still have to make the kick, but it wasn't like they didn't have a chance. He yeah. missed a 49-yarder. He hit, what, a 53-yarder? Yeah. So, I mean, there was opportunity there as well. As far as the Jacksonville Jaguars go, we'll get into them a little bit later on when, we'll give, when we give our shout-outs because um, I definitely want to give that team a shout-out because some they of their players— want to put some money on the money line there. I was about to. But I was like, no. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend with this team in New England. Um, excellent on defense. Very, a lot of swag. They went in there and they really beat the Steelers down, which was a pretty impressive performance. Jake, Todd Haley has been excellent for what we do. One thing about Todd Haley is you know those wide receivers are going to be good for fantasy. You know what Le'Veon Bell can do. Obviously, Ben, home road splits. He might be the most hated man in the NFL, Todd Haley. But he might be one of the most loved men in fantasy football because it's easy to predict his offenses year in and year out, especially with this group that he had in Pittsburgh. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back in Pittsburgh, though, Jake, because it's one thing to be hated, but when you make some of those critical, crucial play calls and the quarterback doesn't want to be uh, involved with you, 
I mean, you got Hall of Famers who despise this dude. I think he may have called his last play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake, what do you think? Oh, that's fair, but I'm not going to put it all in just that game by itself. I mean, part of the fact is Ben Roethlisberger doesn't want to run, and maybe that's part of the fact. Maybe Todd Haley was trying to listen to Roethlisberger too much, and that's why he didn't call fourth and one's QB sneaks because he joked about it during the day yesterday, or not yesterday, two days ago now, is the fact that Drew Brees, good foot shorter and 150 pounds lighter, is running QB sneaks in fourth and one, and Ben Roethlisberger isn't. But if you look at the last time Ben Roethlisberger QB snake is early 2016. If you saw when he was running that ball, the dude was dying to give the ball away. He was looking over every shoulder trying to pitch that ball back to somebody else to stop running the ball. Yeah, he's somebody that just doesn't want to take shots anymore. So I don't know. I, like a lot of it is on Todd Haley. A lot of it's been on Todd Haley for a while. We all know that, and you got to explain play calling somewhere, but. I don't know if that's all him. I think some of it is Ben. I think some of it is Ben doesn't want to run because at the same time, too, he says, oh, by the way, I can't make that call to not have, you know, to run that QB sneak on fourth and one. Oh, but you can make the call to audible out of a run and throw that ball down to Juju Smith-Schuster. So I, I think it's a little bit of both of them. Interesting. Yeah, I think at that point in time, Ben should have just took over and did the sneak. You think Ben is back? I, th- I think he yeah. is. I think they got – they're that close. They still have the pieces in place. Le- Le'Veon Bell comes back. You got A.B. Juju Schuster is a rising star in the league. I, I think he you, wants that one more chance. Do you, if, if Haley's not back, do you downgrade their players in fantasy drafts in 2018? I can't. How am I going to da- – if I think Le'Veon Bell is the best player in the league, how am I going to downgrade him? Jake, Same. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, have, I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. They value all those players the same. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's going to throw the ball A-B. We know that. Yeah. I think it would be silly for somebody new to come in there and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to make Smith-Schuster like, the star. Like, excuse me. Yeah. We have Antonio Brown. Yes, we're going to run the offense through Smith-Schuster. We're going to see what James Conner got. The new OC is likely not going to do that. <laughs> and at least if they interview but him I will and say him this. properly. I, I think he's gone too because somebody's got to take the fall for this loss yes. to Jacksonville. And Haley is the the scapegoat that everybody kind of wants out. You know, the hated yep. man. I'm not saying, you know, Steelers' offense was very good, but the hated man will he, go, he, he It'd be interesting to see once, once he gets fired from Pittsburgh. It'd be interesting to see if he gets another gig because you're bringing in a dude to your locker room that players don't like. Point blank, period. Players don't like him. And Todd Haley is not going to change. You can't, you, Todd Haley is not going to become a new character. His personality is not going to change uh, just that quick. So, interesting to see how that one plays out. Another interesting thing to see how it's going to play out with these um, current. No, before I get that, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jake. So, the other day, uh, I believe before the game started, a good buddy of mine texted me. And he was like, This year's Jaguar team. Is the 2000 Ravens. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I understand how historic defense this has been. That Ravens defense, a historic defense. Quarterback plays shaky on this team. Quarterback plays shaky on that Ravens team. That Ravens team was still a favorite coming into that season. Now, they had those games where they won without scoring a touchdown, a streak of those games. The defense carried them. I can't compare, Jake, this Jacksonville Jaguar offense to the 2000 Ravens yet. The offense? I was. I mean, excuse about the me, defense. the defense. Oh, sorry. Okay, I was going to say the defense is because they gave up 42 points. I, I just I brought that up during on target yesterday. It's like, how is everybody just overlooking this? They gave up 42 points on a game where, honestly, the two fourth and ones we were just talking about and other busted plays could have been a lot worse. 
Got some more football talk coming up a little bit later on in the program. Want to go through some things, some other observations, talk a little coaching stuff. So we'll get that done. But coming up next, I want to talk about some um, some things going on in Major League Baseball. McCutcheon and Cole, they got new homes. Also want to talk about a couple of New York Mets. It's the Fantasy Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Can't welcome you into the show until I turn my microphone on. It would be awkward um, if I, you know, talk to a dead mic. They'd probably get rid of me, to be honest with you, full disclosure. They'd be like, you just just one-on-one right here. First thing you learn is turn... Matt, Matt, is your mic on? You was doing a lot of laughing, a lot of giggling, Matt. <laughs> you threw me off. You was doing a lot of giggling, Matt. And then I, I heard that. I didn't hear that giggling come through the microphone, though. Two two players are now uh, going from the Pittsburgh Pirates: Andrew McCutcheon and and uh, Mr. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole goes to Houston. Uh, Kutch goes to the San Francisco Giants. Matt, Matt, let me ask you this. What? Okay, break it down. Break down this McCutcheon thing for fantasy purposes. What is he as a San Francisco Giant and the hole that this leaves in Pittsburgh? Who fills that? I mean, I think eventually it would be Austin Meadows that would fill uh, the Andrew McCutcheon. But Austin Meadows has had an interesting career in the fact that he can't really pretty much stay healthy. He had a down season when healthy. So he's their guy that they want to fill the role. You got Sterling Marte, who's still there, that... Would he should have been the center fielder, you know, last couple of years mm-hmm. anyway. And that for Andrew McCutcheon, I, I agree with Jake. I don't really see it affecting if he's batting leadoff. Say it will affect the run production, but I think he's going to be the same kind of guy he was last year. I still like him. Uh, he's you don't a think guy- a change of scenario does anything to bring him back to his MVP form? Uh, well, I think he's going to – look, this lineup, if he's got him posing in there, if they go out and get a Kane, Lorenzo Kane, and that thing. I mean, Hunter Pence, I don't know if he can even hold up anymore. He, I don't know if he's an everyday player at this point in his career. But, you know, the Giants are a team that can be competitive here. I still like McCutcheon. And, you know, he played in a park that suppressed power at PNC. So I'm not running away from Andrew McCutcheon. If he's going uh, like early mid sixth right now in 15 teamers, if he slides further, I'll. Uh, what I'll if he what, should his ADP go up? No, I don't think his ADP should go up. Right there, Jake. <clears throat> no, I, I wasn't here yesterday. I'm quite sure you guys uh, talked about it, discussed it. Um, yeah. This, this. Oh, you, you guys didn't. Well, this not happened after. Oh, how? Okay, okay, cool. cool. Thought about turning on target. No, but I'm saying, I heard Matt say I, I agree with Jake. Well, no, he said. Um, really got like yeah, we got a little blur from Greg asked me before we came on the show. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't here. I was downstairs getting harassed by a Philadelphia Eagle fan. <laughs> um, see, when you look at both these moves, 
I know ballpark factors are a big thing in fantasy baseball circles. Does it do? Does it help hurt Kutch? And does it help hurt Cole? Well, for McCutcheon, that's what I brought up to Greg is the fact that if you look at if you overlaid his 75 home runs for the last three years and put them all every single one of them in AT&T Park, which isn't happening. But if you did, you would have definitively lost seven home runs for the three years. And at most nine to ten, there was like nine to there was like another two to three that were on the wall that uh, it's hard to say whether or not those definitively go out. But that's over three years. And that's he's playing every single game in AT&T, yeah. which is nice. We playing some in Colorado. I'm a little bit cooler than most people. I want him as an outfielder three. I look at last year, and without June and July, he was miserable. The other months of the year, he was, he basically carried his entire season. You look at the end-of-the-year numbers, and those end-of-the-year numbers don't reflect just how bad he was in April, May, and August. And that's the real truth of what it comes down to McCutcheon. So I think that I'll, I'll be happy with him as an outfielder three. If they're playing some of those games in Colorado, playing at the top of this lineup, playing in you know, a different situation, might be able to have him get those numbers more consistent throughout the season but if there's one thing too is i might just let somebody else draft them and then buy low because for the past three seasons now he's been miserable to start the year i mean either he's hitting 200 and he gets three or four home runs in april or he's doing nothing at all in april no home runs one home run and a 240 average so i would if anything it's kind of turned into like a mark to share let somebody else draft them i'll wait a month and then i'll buy low and again if he's there in the draft as my outfielder three, I'll be happy with that. I'm not paying six-round price for him, though, just because he's basically just an upton and one type of play. So there's that. For Garrett Cole, people don't realize that PNC Park is actually a pitcher's park. People just see it and kind of assume things. You see the size of it. It doesn't look like it's a huge park. It's a pitcher's park. And now Cole going to Houston is not a pitcher's park. And it's not a pitcher's park, especially for what Cole does. There's the appeal of Cole getting more wins. There's the appeal of Cole being the fourth option, and so he's going to face lesser competition on the other side of the mound. And you can go down that whole road and say, well, you know, rotations are going to get mixed up two weeks into the season. That all being said, I think Cole's value stays the same. You're going to get a little bit better win production, possibly a bump in ERA, possibly a bump in strikeouts with the pitching change for the pitching coach out at Houston could do the same thing he did with Verlander. So when you equal it out, Cole's the same value but i have a feeling he's going to get overdrafted because he's going to have his adp jump by about 20 spots because of what happened with him. I'm, I'm very excited to see cole go to houston i was drafting him uh with the you know i knew he was getting traded there was no secret about this i thought it was gonna be the yankees i think the yankees really missed on this one i think he really would have helped this team and to go to Houston and see what Houston has done with pitchers, as Jake mentioned last year with Verlander, you can go back to a Colin McHugh type who uh, pretty much they said, use your best pitch. He used it. He had a fantastic season. They uh, preached to McCullers. McCullers versus the Yankees in that game seven through like 1,002 uh, curveballs consecutively. You know, yeah. Over-exaggerating that, obviously. So, and uh, I'm not as afraid of the move to the American League. Obviously, we prefer National League pitchers, but this is, a, this is a, he's going to the right organization. They obviously see something to do here. Do you want to talk about the home run ball with Garrett Cole? It was never a major issue with him prior to last season. And he gave up 13, uh, 19 of them uh, pre-All-Star break, gave up 12 of them post-All-Star break. And I think this is a pitcher that, for what he can give you in the innings and the strikeouts, is a top-20 pitcher, somebody I want to own, somebody I do own shares of. Already? Yeah, no, I have, I have quite a few. It's pretty much Aaron Nola, Garrett Cole, 
and Garrett Richards are the you top You said three. you were pretty excited about Garrett Cole. I'm going to tell you and say a name to you that's going to bring your excitement level down some, Matt. Okay. Matt Harvey. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Matt Harvey I drafted this weekend in the 29th round. Woo! At that wow. point, why not? It's the last damn round almost. Yeah, well, these go 50 rounds. Oh, okay, but, it's a draft championship. But you're yeah. right, 30 rounds is, yeah. is, 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 is the norm. So for that, you know, and like, you you really can't lose on that. If he's terrible, he never gets in my lineup. Yeah. If he can recapture something, if he's healthy, you know, then you, you got something there. Because he had the thing where his rib had to grow back, right? Or they <laughs> took his rib from him. What was that, what was that procedure called? <laughs> I forget the name of it. Jake, you remember when that procedure was called and Matt Harvey had the thermosiatic no, or something I, I, like that? It's, it's thoracic outlet. Yeah, syndrome. thoracic outlet. I don't, I don't know what the surgery is called. Yeah, but the, the, uh, the thoracic oh, yeah, is right. with the shoulder, right? That's well, the shoulder. The rib. Uh, he had a rib that they had to give it one of his ribs. Yeah, they did yeah, the they same thing. They got a rib to create more room. Yeah, so that's, they did the same thing to uh, what's Phil Hughes had the same thing. Jaime Garcia. And you know, Phil Hughes, I don't know if it's true or not. I heard that Phil Hughes still has the rib. <laughs> and they gave him the rib as a souvenir. Like, <laughs> he's got it in case. He's dog he's shoes like, on it. Huh? His dog chews on it. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's, he's got a case. Mick rib, my rib. <laughs> he got a rib. It's like he put a little. They put a little rub on it. St. Louis rub. One you know rib. what I'm saying? Yeah, one rib. <laughs> he got. He's got his rib in his crib. Uh, and look, and going back to McCutcheon real fast. Like, look, he's a six rounder in a 15 teamer. Yeah. So in a 15 teamer, you know that price. It really doesn't bother me. But I, I don't think you're gonna have. To, you're not gonna have to pay up for McCutcheon. So, like, like Jake said, is he somebody that you're going to be, I have to have McCutcheon? Absolutely not. But I wouldn't discard him. What do you think about Matt Harvey, Jake? Because he's somebody that you'd be looking at and say, you know what, this is a discounted price this year. Um, no, you're not fooling with him. That, was, that note was quick, too. No, I mean, like, look, if we're talking 20-plus rounds yeah. and he's, he's in there, you know, all right, well, well why not? Because then at that point, half those people after the 20-plus rounds, in a normal league where you make transactions, you might drop I'd say four out of six of those guys. So I'll take a gamble at that point. But as in being excited about, like, like gutting for him, looking to get him in my drafts, absolutely. Hmm. Doesn't sound optimistic. Jake, would you say your level, uh, one being ten being optimistic for Matt Harvey, one being pessimistic for Matt Harvey? Where are you at? Three. Three. Like nobody, nobody's been successful. You know, at best, at best case scenario, the best example is Jaime Garcia, and even him, he's been eh. Since this situation happened, I think the best case scenario, unfortunately, for people who have this surgery, is eh, they just don't get a lot of response or, or performance when you come back from it. I think three's fair. I think three's that's, fair. A, that's a that's a fair look. You know, that's why he's going. You know, so late. Not, I'm not expecting anything from Met Harvey. Let me ask you about another Met pitcher and your optimism slash pessimism on him, Stephen Matz. I took him in the twenty seventh round. Okay, two rounds higher. Draft. A little bit more, a little more optimistic. <laughs> I'm really, you know, he's another guy that's just brittle. But if he can stay healthy for a year, it's a big giant if. It doesn't seem like he can. He never has had the ability to do that. But he does have some. He does have talent. So does he have an appeal in dynasty leagues? Or not even then. It would be he'd be a late rounder in dynasty yeah. for me too because you, you can't stay on the damn field. Same thing goes for you, Jake. When it comes to Steven Matz from your New York Mets. Yeah, the guy hasn't pitched over what 160 innings. I don't see how you don't draft knowing that that's a huge risk that you even get that. You know, yesterday I was watching some of the program yesterday until I was distracted, <clears throat> and uh, Nando had the, this was great. Nando said, "Jake Seeley, 
He's the accuracy expert, Fantasy Pro's top ranker for the past two years. This is Matt Medica, accomplished, successful, high-stakes fantasy baseball player. Then he looks at the camera and goes, and I'm Nando. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Defino. The great Nando DeFino. I think he's in the building right now, so that's what's up. But I definitely got. <laughs> it was a fun episode. I got a kick out of that. It was fun because we were just we were going so deep. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm still digging out of that. Deep yeah, yeah. Deep. Nah, Nando, Nando, he dig deep when it comes to those players. Wet, wet. And you know what? Right quick, since this is a Chris Brown instrumental playing, Chris Brown, if he didn't have these legal issues, would have would have been a, just as big as Beyonce is because he's just as talented. That's neither here nor there. When we come back on the other side, I got some more shout-outs to give, and we'll run through them right here. Fantasy Friends at FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Open up with a Chris Brown. Uh. <laughs> I was thinking we even came back with Chris Brown. Depending, nobody wanted to debate me on that in the chat. So, but honestly, if he didn't have those illegal things, he would have been a, like a big, a big, big star. Like Drake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he didn't have those legal issues, I I agree with that. That's good comp right there. Although I'm pretty sure he doesn't jump teams every other week like Drake. Does. <laughs> Yo, when I saw Jake, when I saw Drake, uh. With the Crimson Tide jersey on. I'm like, dude, for real. Come on. How about the tattoos? <laughs> oh, what does he have? Well, he has a, uh, what tattoo it's, does he have? It's LeBron and Durant. Yeah. Numbers on his body now. It's weird. That is weird. And then that is weird. And then he's yelling at Durant during the game against the Raptors. And then, like, he's just, he's a bandwagoner. Yo. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, oh, wait a minute. Shout out to, shout out to Dave Chappelle. <clears throat> Dave Chappelle, in one of his latest Netflix specials, had a tremendous joke. He said, he was talking about Draymond Green, and he said, if you type Draymond Green into Airbnb, it'll log off automatically. (laughs) (laughs) Self-destruct. I was looking at that Airbnb one time, right? And somebody went, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, hold up. It's not, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, I'm not down with Airbnb. In New York, you got to stay for a week, right? Is that the it's, rule? There's, no. some, there's no. some sort of rule, though. I don't know if it went into effect, but I know they were pushing it for the hotels. And yeah. Cuomo wanted it where you could only do it. And I agree with it. It had to be like 30 days or more. Yeah. Because I live in an apartment building. Yeah. I don't want people coming in. In and out. And, you know, strangers and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Draymond Green. <laughs> What's the rule, Jake? No, unless it recently changed. The last time, it wasn't any more than 
a day. It's up to the person. Oh, but okay. I, they might they might have recently changed it. But I think it's to, to Matt's point, I think they were trying to do something. They were forcing the hotels to be different. I don't know what the actual change if it actually happened or not, though. Yeah, they were definitely trying to get support for the hotels and stuff. But okay, I don't want changes in my apartment building. Oh, there you go. From a man that <laughs> pays nicely, we live in New York City. Well, it's a, I mean, it's understandable for two different aspects of it too. Is like you know, as as the owner of the place, you want to be able to make as much money as possible. But as Matt said, if you have you know five hundred people living in your apartment building and ten people have somebody rolling in and out of that apartment, out different people every other day of the week. It's trap it's house. Like a safety, it's a safety yeah, issue. That's too. a trap house. That's, that's a trap house right there. <laughs> All right, let's start to give some shout-outs. First shout-out, I want to give a shout-out to, you know how we do T.I. Thursdays? You might find this interesting, Matt. The new mayor of Atlanta put T.I. on her transition team. Look at that. T.I. is a politician now. Good, no, that's good to hear. Look at that. I, would never would have thought. A, I forget who the NFL player was. TV. <laughs> a, a former NFL player who's on uh, Paul Ryan's staff. He's a staffer really? for Paul Ryan. Look so at he's that. making his move into politics as well. I would never would have thought T.I. with massive felonies <laughs> with a rap sheet. You know what I'm saying? Well, well look. I, Somebody's waving if, at us. I don't he, know who that is. If he can do. Spitting speeds. If he can. Is it spitting speeds? I think that is spitting speeds. He got a little. Is he, come in the studio, speeds. <laughs> if he could do some good for the community and what yeah. they're trying to do, why not? Transition team. Jake, she put tip on the transition team. Jake, what's up with that? I told you. She watches too much TV. She's That's been watching that show about the rapper that put his name in and became the mayor. Oh, uh, actually, I think the name of the show is Mayor. <laughs> oh, that is. Interesting. How about that guy in Jersey, like a like 92-year-old guy that became like mayor of some small town or something like that? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. He said he wore out like two pairs of shoes walking around. There you go. There you go. Hey, listen. Grassroots. <laughs> Shout out to Mellow and Jello. By the, by the way. <laughs> go, go ahead, Jake. Before we before I get to Mellow and Jello, your favorite yeah, topic. Did, do you, want, you want some breaking news? Uh-oh. Drew Brees. No, Drew Brees said that my mindset will be here when he said about being on the free agency wire for this. So it sounds like he wants to be back. And then McAdoo is interviewing for the offensive coordinator position with the Brown. Oh, God. Thank God the Bills hired somebody. <laughs> so I call like Jerry Jones. Do not fire nobody on the offensive staff. McAdoo is out there. Do not bring him in there. Malarkey might be uh, uh, recycled on rehash too. And I heard the Browns might interview Terry Rabisky. Terry Rabisky been coaching since 1982. We found that out this morning. So Terry Rabisky was probably like Did you say 42? Seven, <laughs> 72. And Malarkey died on that, that sword. Like the yeah. bow and the, you couldn't go with two more dinosaurs than yeah. that. They go spitting speeds. Shout out to spitting speeds. Shout out to Mello and Jello. Those are the ball kids that are playing in Lithuania. I think Mello had 31 last night. Well, yesterday. I don't know what the time is out there. And Jello had 29. So shout out to the balls, uh, the younger balls for getting it done. I actually watched the VAR ball. Look, you watch the ball game yeah. or him? No, no, him. On what? Saturday Night Live. Oh, they did it again? <laughs> yeah, they did it again. Oh, it those terrific. are lovely. I got I to gotta, I gotta catch it. That's I, the I only time it. I'll watch anything that has to do with the ball. <laughs> you see the bet? Le- uh, LeVon SNL? We no, missed I'll, it. T- I'll check it out, though. I'll, they I'll do a good you, job. I'll YouTube it. Yeah. As a kid. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> Shout out to the ball family. Nobody else is ever going. Well, Le- no, Robert Latall will do Robert that. Robert Latall, I think. Ro- I think. Uh, yo, Robert Latall, who hosts the BSO show, I think he's trying to get Lavar Ball to adopt him. <laughs> I, think so too. I think he's trying to be adopted. You know, like they had the fifth Beatle. Yeah, he wants to be the fourth the ball. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. My Golden State Warriors, Dub Nation. 
Listen, the Cleveland Cavalier warrior thing, it's over with now. Yeah. Let's, we need to move forward. This team, Golden State, clearly is a dominant team when it comes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's no more reason. I don't want to no, see not. Golden State, Cleveland part four. I don't want to see none of that. It's, it's over. Jake, it's, they it's dominate two and them. One. It's two and one. Jake, look at the regular season matchups. The, oh, the, the last, does that matter? Wait, 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 wait. The, wait a minute. That, what, what was the Cavaliers' record at, half point, at the halfway point last year? Like 500? Yeah, regular season matters a lot. I get what you're saying, but the last eight times these two teams have played, seven and one. The Golden State Warriors are seven and one. I only care about the finals. I understood. Understood. Man, yeah, seven no, and one. I, I'm going to agree with Corey on this one. Granted, LeBron did save that series, and that was a remarkable comeback, and you know what Cleveland was able to do that year. But if you want to have a rivalry, it, it can't be so one-sided. Got some shout-outs coming in. I want to get to those in the chat. I sent you the link to the SNL thing so you can watch it during the break. I got it. I'm, I'm certainly going to do that. Um, shout-out to uh, the Q. Uh, the Q, the uh, uh, arena in Cleveland. Oh, I, I thought we oh, were Q's uh, yeah, line for like that, championships. Yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Our caller. Oh, I was no. like, oh, we're about to take a 15 oh, minute God, phone no. call? Shout out to my man Q. But shout out to the Q, Quick and Loans Arena. Last night, uh, the Golden State Warriors didn't have hot water in their shower after the game. They had to take cold showers. I love it. When you can't, yeah, listen, you can't, if you can't beat them on the court, <laughs> beat them in the shower. So there you go, right there. So I yeah, like that. That's like that. kind of funny the way you said that. that yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Corey, my, JV te- my JV team in high school, we weren't allowed to take hot. We had to take cold, but we weren't allowed to take hot showers. Why not? Because it, it wears you down. It you relaxes stay you. Stay alert. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. What, 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 what JV sport did you play? Basketball. Okay. I played basketball until 10th grade. I played baseball my entire, like, like, from Little League all the way through when I graduated, and then I played golf in high school. Okay, cool. One year of football. That's safety. That was it. But you wasn't a JV closer like Chris Venture, were you? <laughs> no, there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> Closing JV. Serious shout-out this one, though. Shout-out to uh, Keith Jackson, uh, the soundtrack, the voice of, of, of college football. And um, been watching Keith Jackson you think of any big-time college football game while he was doing it, Keith Jackson was always out there. So rest in peace and a big shout-out to Keith Jackson. Interesting thing I learned yesterday about Keith Jackson, who I agree. He was the voice. I loved him. He did the first year of Monday Night Football. I didn't know that. And then year two, it was him, uh, what's his name, uh, Meredith and Cosell. And then year two, Runalds took him off of it. He put uh, the giant great that died. Married to uh, what the hell's his name? Giants running back, great Frank Gifford. Oh, okay. He put Gifford in there and made him the voice of college football. Oh, there you go, right worked there. Worked out tremendously. Worked out swimmingly. So there you go. Shout and he did Keith. baseball too. He was he was excellent. He was he's good at what he's, he's doing. You know, he doesn't get enough credit for that. A uh, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> he's he's now dating Danica Patrick as his girlfriend now. Um, okay. What happened with him and the other shorty, the or, Olivia girl? Why they break up? should say in, in today's world, then it could be Patrick, you know. Yeah. Put it, give it for top billing. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Shout out. <laughs> I don't want no issues. I don't want, don't at me. Don't at me. I don't have, listen, I need my job, y'all. <laughs> Ladies, I need my job. Shout out to Danica Patrick for dating Aaron Rodgers. That's no, no, allowing, no, no, no. Uh, allowing Aaron Rodgers to date <laughs> Yeah, for allowing Aaron Rodgers to date her. Shout out to Danica Patrick, hopefully finding out quicker than Olivia Munn found out that he's just a miserable human being. Oh, Whoa. there you go right there. Wow. I wonder, so that's what, what happened with him and the Olivia girl? Well, what happened with Jake? She found out he's a miserable human being. <laughs> All right, so maybe that's the case. 
Oh man, I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. Well, not not really. I don't really feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. You seen what he done to my Cowboys a couple times. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't feel bad for him. I mean, no, not at I all. I want to know why he's such a miserable human being, though. Yeah, and I, I want to know why these women can't stay with him. But I guess because he's a miserable human being. <laughs> they, yeah, they found that out. They're like, I can't be around him anymore. Don't let those stupid commercials fool you. He's not really rolling around with a dog on the beach in his truck. <laughs> oh, I boy. I had so many ways to go there, but I just let it go. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are some big-time trash talkers. Yeah, th- those interviews in the locker room were, were amazing. No, 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 but they were right to do that. Because, if, look, if you want to talk for the game, I'm all for it. You better win that game, and you better do it. And the Steelers were, you know, a week out. They were talking. Le'Veon Bell, what the hell is he doing tweeting the night before? Mm-hmm. So, you know what? They uh, they ran their mounts. They got slapped shut, and the Jaguars uh, ran with it. How did Jalen Ramsey? He's rocking that little afro. <laughs> he looked like a member of the Jackson 5. I'm like, he took this Jackson 5 thing serious. He looked like a little young Tito with that little mini fro. You know, you never kind of want to be Tito. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't going to give him top billing. I'm not going to give him Michael. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the great Michael Jackson, too. Um, yeah, but yeah, Jalen Ramsey got that little fro padded down. I'm just waving him to bust in the ABC 1, 2, 3. And there you go right there. Got some more shout-outs coming up to close the show, plus yours. It's the Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. I'm waiting for the music to, to uh, get up a little bit, so then this way we can go to break. I'm going to go get me orange juice. Shout-out to NBA refs getting out of control. Oh, we got to discuss that, too, quickly when we come back. It's the Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. They just tried to get thuggish again last night. <clears throat> so, Blake Griffin. I know stories about Blake Griffin that I can't share. Right? So, you would have to, like, send me an email. Blake Griffin's a chump. Blake Griffin acting tough last night. Again, along with Austin Rivers. And then the Clippers was like, okay, we're not going. I mean, the Rockets was like, okay, Chris Paul and the crew. Chris Paul, James Harden. They said they was going to go into the locker room. They distracted them. Uh, had complete, Clint Capella goes to the front door. They come around the back because Chris Paul know the whole joint like the back of his hand. And they're going to get in there and threaten Blake Griffin. Basically, they knew Blake Griffin wasn't going to come out. So that's why they went in there because they was going to like, Paul just more or less wanted to show them Blake Griffin talking all this trash, but he's not going to do nothing. So come with me and let's go laugh at Blake Griffin. Obviously, the NBA is going to investigate this. Suspensions and stuff like this will be handed down. Little... Mix up last night between the Rockets and the Clippers. Nothing pretty. A little bit too much street stuff on the professional basketball court. It's not going to happen. Adam Silver's going to take care of it. Jake, what do you think about what you saw last night or maybe this morning if you didn't watch the game? 
with this situation last night at the um, at Staples Center. Yeah, that's actually that wasn't even what I was referring to though. But um, with that one, that situation it seems like the NBA is going to get have to handle this. You can't have other people infiltrating other locker rooms and starting to start trouble like that. I mean, I don't necessarily think they're really trying to start a fight, but. I mean, you just kind of, there's a reason they're separated. There's a reason that they have these rules in place. And I know the NBA is looking into it. I'd be surprised if we get like some fines in here. You can't just, can't just roll out there and start trying to infiltrate another locker room. It's not really how it plays out in the NBA. You can do that. That's like, you, you can't do that in professional basketball, man. No, and if Chris Paul wants to be a tough guy, then, you know, go in there swinging. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the way I look. I, I don't like it at all. And I'm sure, you know, the, the proper procedures will be put in place and action will be handed down. But, I, you know, he could be a chump. You know, Austin's Doc's son. So, yeah. you know, there's that. But, you know, you want to be a tough guy, Chris Paul, and you want to go into the locker room and bring a couple of your boys, then go in this swing. Yeah, and I like that. Going in by yourself, Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly. Chris Paul ain't you know, that. Well, that was like the, Kyle, that the Kyle Lowry from the night before. What happened with that one? Oh, that, no, wait, that was yesterday. That was during the day yesterday. I forgot they had the day games yesterday. That was with Ben Simmons. Yes. Him got tossed out, and Ben Simmons kind of made a motion like that to the locker room, like a flick his like, finger, like, point to the locker room. And Lowry was like, boop, boop. He started running back to the back like he was going to go catch him out there. Yeah, Lowry not about that action either. <laughs> He's not about that action either. Ben Simmons, be careful. you second year. Is Ben Simmons a rookie? Would he be considered a rookie? He's technically, yeah. Oh, there you go. You get to keep a, yeah, he can keep another. He keeps a year eligibility. A lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people can All be talk. tough and tough. yeah. Like what were we talking about last week with Kevin Durant when he was, I forget who it was he was going after, and then in the hall when he was doing the interview and the guy walked by him. He <laughs> Kevin, I feel like I love Kevin Durant as a player. Kevin Durant off the court is like yikes. He, well, he went after Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. Is he crazy? He didn't go after Demarcus Cousins. He went after. De- he was pretending to go after Demarcus Cousins. He did not go after Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins is not a current person you go after. Yeah, there are certain people you do not go after. And Boogie Cousins is not one of them. Jake, what we got today coming up on On Target at 4 p.m. Eastern Time? Anything fun yet? You you, got, you have the, uh, you have any idea yet? Uh, we're still wrapping up. We didn't finish talking about all the playoff games. And still looking at the... Uh, we, we never got around to the mock draft that we did. On our show, at least. Okay. We never came back around to it. That'll be fun. Talk about that, some of that stuff. So make sure you come back 4 p.m. Eastern time for On Target Fantasy. You got anything coming up, uh, Matt? Oh, we got the oh I, got, I got a siesta coming up today. That's going to be a good one. I got some golf coming up in a few hours, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I want to thank everybody for rocking with us. Thank out to all the ghouls and the goon squad to check in on the YouTube channel. And on Fantasy Football Frenzy, we out. We'll be back tomorrow right here at 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Excuse me.